look at you. Oh, you're gonna turn around like that? Oh yeah, you like that? <laughs> Hey, it's me, Curiosity reporter Adriana Cardona-Magigat. I don't have a dog, but I've been thinking about getting one lately. If it wasn't for my very territorial cat. But there are other reasons why I don't have a dog yet. I have to pick up the poop and go on lots of walks, even if it's cold outside. <clears throat> hey, um... Adriana, can I just uh, throw my two cents in here real quick? Oh, hey there, Jason. Well, that's our Curiosity producer, Jason Mark. Jason, you're a big dog guy. Oh, huge dog guy. And years ago, I even worked for a dog trainer. And let me tell you, being a dog owner is serious business. First and foremost, dogs need lots of exercise for their physical and mental health. Dogs need to socialize with people and importantly, with other dogs. Yeah, like at a dog park. Exactly. Socialization means they won't be aggressive or fearful around other people or dogs. Bad reactions could lead to serious injuries to dogs or people. And beyond that, you gotta go to a vet to get the dog checked out, vaccinated, registered. It's a whole process. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. I mean, we dog owners have a lot of responsibilities, but it's all necessary for you, for your pet, anyone you come in contact with. You want to go outside? All right, I got to go. Louie needs a walk. If he's got to go, he's got to go. Well, this whole conversation about responsibilities and doggies takes us to this week's question from Kelsey Camp. She's a self-described dog mom. I know that the city of Chicago says you're supposed to register your dog with the city, you're supposed to have a permit and you're supposed to renew it every year, or every three years. But I've never actually seen it enforced. So she wants to know who is actually enforcing these rules at dog parks. We'll answer that question and talk about the challenges of getting a dog park and running one. That's coming up after the break. Do you need a break from the news? Well, my friend, Nerdette Podcast is here for you. Our show is all about delight. We laugh about what's happening in pop culture and feature thoughtful interviews with fascinating people. We even have a monthly book club that you can participate in. I could just go on and on about it. I loved this book. It was an experience, I'll tell you that. <laughs> I discovered authors I had never heard of and I'm really happy that I did. Come hang out with us. Listen to Nerdette wherever you get your podcasts. Question asker Kelsey Camp has been a dog mom for 16 years. She used to have a boxer and now she has a Doberman. Alexandris T. Doberman Esquire, but we call him Lex. And she's an involved dog owner, the type who advocates for a dog park in her community and wants to be mindful about the well-being of other dogs and their people. She keeps wax on a leash when she's not at a dog park. She avoids crowded spaces because wax is big. So when other owners don't follow the same etiquette, it can be a little uncomfortable. A few years ago, when she took her last dog to a park on the north side, she found herself in a weird situation. Someone brought in eight dachshund puppies that just like started attacking her and they were like hanging off her face <laughs> She was not very happy about it. She took it like a champ. She was a good dog, but she wasn't very happy about it. And 
my instinct is always to say, to get my dog to a safe space and then say, I just want to double check and make sure everybody's vaccinated, we're okay. Kelsey knows there are regulations that everyone has to follow when out with their fur babies. But it's hard to call people out. Here are some basic rules owners need to keep in mind. If you're taking your dog on a walk, let's say around your block, by law, you have to keep your dog on a leash, unless you go to what's called a dog-friendly area or a dog park. Chicago has 34 of these parks where dogs can run around free and unleashed. And we have a number of dog-friendly areas at the beaches up north and multiple dog-friendly areas in between. That's Maria Stone with the Chicago Park District. They're for dogs, but also for their humans to engage with other pets and make friends. She says there are rules to follow when you go to these parks, too. One of them is that your pet must be fully vaccinated. That includes vaccinations against stemper, hepatitis, parainfluenza, a current rabies shot. But to go along with that, you'll also need a Chicago Park strict dog tag which you can get at your veterinarian's office when you're getting your dog vaccinated. Owners also have to show proof that a licensed veterinarian has performed a fecal test for parasites when they fill out an application with the park district to visit a dog park. The permit and tag fee is 10 bucks, and it's usually good for one year. But Kelsey still wants to know... Is it ever enforced? Like, what's the deal with it? The Chicago Park District says on its website, quote, the Cook County Department of Animal and Rabies Control will enforce dog park rules and issue tickets to violators, end quote. Violators could face a fine of $500. Dog owners must carry around updated permits if they go to the dog park. So I asked the Cook County Department of Animal and Rabies Control for records that show how often the rules were enforced in the last three years? The answer, there are no records. A Cook County representative says they have the right to oversee enforcement of the dog park rules, but it's up to the Chicago Park District and the individual operators to actually enforce them. The county says it's working with the park district now to update that information on the website. But that enforcement part is still a little murky. Maria with the park district says a lot of their responsibility falls on community residents. They're self-service, right? So we, we would want the users to speak up and say something if they see dogs in there without any tags or anything. You can call 311 also to report any dogs who do not have a license or that means they're not vaccinated. That means they're not safe to be in the park with other dogs, right? So it's a lot of it is self-policing. Self-policing. But even when people call 311 to make complaints, it's unclear if violators are being ticketed. I asked several city departments, including Animal Care and Control and 311, but those departments don't have records of dog park violations. This answer is puzzling to Kelsey. Then what's the purpose of dog park rules? Why does it exist if it's never enforced? <laughs> it's kind of like jaywalking, right? Like it's technically a law, but it's not really enforced unless something really bad happens. Then they're like, oh, well, you shouldn't have been jaywalking. Here's your ticket. 
Leaving it up to dog park users to be enforcers is a lot to ask of them, she says. I'm Midwest nice. I don't know that I would be like, I'm calling the city and reporting you. I, I don't know what it would take to get there. And I think because dog parks are a community, that seems like that would be difficult to do. So yeah, more responsibilities for dog owners. Still, many say the benefits of dog parks are countless. It helps build community among residents, and dogs learn to socialize and be around other people and dogs, which can produce attacks. So then, how are dog owners maintaining dog parks in their communities and keeping them safe? We'll hear how one dog park on the southwest side is doing it, and what other dog parks can do to keep their pets and their people healthy and informed. More on those efforts after the break. Do you need a break from the news? Well, my friend, Nerdette Podcast is here for you. Our show is all about delight. We laugh about what's happening in pop culture and feature thoughtful interviews with fascinating people. We even have a monthly book club that you can participate in. I could just go on and on about it. I loved this book. It was an experience, I'll tell you that. <laughs> I discovered authors I had never heard of and I'm really happy that I did. Come hang out with us. Listen to Nerdette wherever you get your podcasts. Oh, wow. There's like some major security going on here. Yeah, welcome to Wolf Lawn Dog Park. Yeah, thank you. Again, this is Veronica. Hi, Veronica. And this is? Roxy. Hello. I went to a dog park in West Lawn on the city's southwest side to meet with Eddie Guillen and Veronica Magdaleno. They volunteered for a dog park that recently opened in their community, the Wolf Lawn Dog Park. Here's Eddie. This idea of the dog park came about in 2020. And so when we have been doing COVID, um, people started getting dogs. And so people wanted to see and get a space where it was people coming together, but also for our pets. The lot where the dog park is today was underutilized. It was an eyesore in their neighborhood, which has struggled with violence for years. This was batting cages. But for the last 10 years, very obsolete. Uh, the machines broke down, the company went out of business, so it was going to be very more expensive to put it back together. So uh, this is just about 10,000 square feet, and it got reimagined, repurposed to be a dog park. Eddie has two dogs, Bella and Lulu. Along with other residents, he organized an entire campaign to get this dog park off the ground. And it was a lot. Advocates knocked on doors, collected about a thousand signatures, and held community meetings. I know, it's a lot of work, but they made it happen, and the park opened last summer. Experts like Kelly Rice, a psychologist who practices animal-assisted therapy to treat patients, says the benefits of having a dog park are crucial. Dog parks help build a tight-knit community, boost your dog's overall health, and it's good for the human's mental health, too. Being able to get out and, you know, you're passing people with your dog and your dogs want to sniff and you smile and you're like, hi, this is my dog, Carl, and okay, this is, you know, whatever, Bob. Like, you get to know the people that live in your block. You get to know their routines. You know, at six in the morning, there's lots of people out there and their jammies and their coffee and their dog, like, just... 
you get to know the people in your neighborhood. But she also says it's unrealistic to expect dog owners to advocate and plan for parks in their community and also be vigilant about city regulations. People have to get organized and fight like hell to get this kind of thing to happen. If you're like focused on basic safety and trying to feed your family and trying to keep a roof over your head and deal with the leaky ceiling or the termite problem or whatever you're dealing with, like getting a dog park seems so ridiculous, even if you love your dog. Back in Westlawn, Eddie says the community has the right mix of support, volunteers and sponsors who are willing to maintain the dog park. They have a big area and then a, small, a big dog area and then they have a small dog area which is over there. The big area has a dog condo, which is a wooden ramp that looks like a small house where dogs can climb up. That was built from, you know, carpenters and a company that came out. So all this stuff you see from the garbage cans to the hand sanitizer to the storage shed, all that has been brought and donated by community members and, and companies in the, in the area. Veronica Magdaleno has a Labrador named Roxy. She and other volunteers follow a cleaning schedule. They even have an app to track maintenance updates. Some wipes, some uh, doggy bags. Uh, I replenish them from here. I have all types of doggy bags. I asked, who in this park makes sure dog owners are following park district rules? Veronica says she keeps an eye on aggressive or problematic dogs, but she's not looking at tags to make sure each dog is registered or has updated vaccinations. Instead, she tries to make sure everyone follows a mindful etiquette. If the case is that uh, they use uh, the bathroom here <laughs> and uh, I don't see them pick it up, I let them know, can you please pick it up? You know, things like that. It's just common sense, little, little things here and there, you know, please and thank yous come a long way. So that's what I do to try to enforce it. And if she ever spots an aggressive dog, her plan is to nicely ask the dog owner to leave the park. If that doesn't work, and the dog's behavior becomes dangerous, then she'll pursue other measures. At that point, I would take pictures. I would call 311, I would call 911 or whatever I need to do. I will speak with the other people to let them know, like, hey, do you want me to take action or can you take care of it yourself? Eddie says now that they have their dog park, residents want to build community and educate others. Their approach is less about enforcement of rules and more about informing pet owners about how to keep everyone safe. We're not here to police anything, we're volunteers, but what can we do to help out, you know? And, and we understand sometimes transportation could be a big issue, because uh, we, we actually reached out to some veterinarians here in the community, majority don't do it here. So who's enforcing the rules at these dog parks? It's you and your fellow dog owners. So look out for each other and keep those tails wagging. <laughs> Curious City is supported by the Conant Family Foundation and is produced by Jason Mark and Jody So. Maggie Sivit is the digital and engagement producer and Susie On is our editor. Curious City is a production of WBC Chicago and is part of the NPR network. I'm Adriana Cardona Magigad. Thanks for listening. And please wipe your paws before coming into the house. You want to go outside?
Before we start the show, we here at Curious City want to let you in on a little-known fact about WBEZ. 89% of all our funding comes from community support, including contributions from curious listeners like you. If this program has changed how you see Chicago, please consider supporting this program at wbez.org curious. Thank you.